To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Most like it never existed, but it fucking did. So do me a favor. Go yourself. Sarcasm.com recording here from undisclosed location. Oh, we've already done that. We did that one for about three months now. What is this one? Uh, this is Off the Grid. This is the Off the Grid podcast for the next two weeks. Like, subscribe, share, donate, pause. Don't worry, I'm not homeless. I'm fine. Seriously. I am in a camper, though. This is this is definitely a camper. Matter of fact, I have a video feed of the other side of the camper. There it is. Yay! The other side of the camper. And that's pretty much it. Anyways, like, subscribe, share, donate, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. The Weeble app is available in the link in the description down below. Sign up using that link, and you'll get free stocks. About a dozen of them, I think, right now. Sign up, you'll get free stocks by funding your account and also the cash management system, FDIC Protected. We'll give you interest, uh, 4.1 to 5%. Um, and you don't have to do anything. It's federally protected. just sits there, and you're good. And then, of course, I'll get free stocks by merely you signing up using the account. Um, that's pretty much it. That's one way to support this platform and support yourselves. Um, questions, concerns, comments, you can email me through my website, positivesarcasm.com, or you can you hit me up through Instagram, at positive underscore sarcasm. And, of course, uh, posing music for fitness competitors, you can email me through my site or email me directly, positivesarcasm at outlook.com. Uh, off the grid for the next uh, couple weeks, just... Uh, Took care of a couple uh, th- other things in my video end, and I was like, okay. And I, I wanted to do, like I said, when we did the ocean side, the live at the sunrise, we wanted to continue to do something different, and uh, going to continue to try that trend out for a while. And now the door, <laughs> got to close the door all the way, but uh, whatever, just leave it open. Who gives a sh- who gives a shnikes? It's fine. Actually, it lives. A little- I'm literally, I'm the sun is is going down. I've got a couple windows, and I've got two candles. Two candles at this point. That is my sunlight. And thankfully, oh, the door because of the fucking extension cord won't open. So I had the extension cord running out the door because it was the easiest way to do this. Because uh, I didn't think ahead. Um, there is a... I have no idea where that goes. Anyways. Um, so yeah, the, the, the door just kind of swung open. So whatever. Screw it. But this is, yeah, this is an actual like a 30-something foot um camper uh as you can see it's uh you know it's a full-size bedroom uh you know bathroom standing shower uh it's got you know it's like a nice little living room with a with a full-size couch that that pulls out into a sleeper and then you got the rocking reclining chair you got the kitchen which is behind me you got a four-person dinner table here it's cool you know and this is where i'm gonna this is where i'm gonna be recording the next uh I think two or three podcasts. So uh, I'm just happy, just happy to be here. Happy to be in a different environment. And um, it goes to show you, like you can, you don't need much to get rid of that. You don't need need much actually to like do this. Like you have a, I mean, if you have a, obviously you guys have better. You may have better equipment. You may have a better laptop that I does that that you know has a, a longer battery life. But you just need at the end of the day. You need a laptop, a cheap microphone, and an okay uh, camera. I prefer, like, I have two cameras running right now. I have one of, I have my uh, my contract camera that I use for contracted assignments. My assignment camera pointed right at me, and then of course I have the other camera, which is on a different um, USB channel, which is it's basically that is a, uh, a HD C920 by Logitech that. Um, cost me $3.99 at the Salvation Army. Um, so, and in my original, in my current studio, it actually is comparable to my $400, you know, 4K webcam that I have. Um, but I have them both hooked up at the same time. So the thing is, so the webcam is on its own tripod. And then my actual, you know, uh, Sony AX430, uh, AX33, it's on its own tripod, and it's hooked up through an H, uh, its HDMI port cord to, it goes to a, 
Um, it goes to oh, a basically an HD converter. So it's basically like a little. Um, I could probably show it to you without fucking breaking it. Let me just see if I can pull that off here. Is that the cord? You see if I can pull that out and I can actually show it to you. Uh, oh, there we go. Got it, got it, got it. There we go. That is an HDMI capture dongle. That's it. That's all it is. HDMI capture dongle. So basically, if you were to go on eBay and look up HDMI video capture dongle or HDMI to HDMI to USB video dongle, on eBay, you'll find it for ten dollars. That's converted. That thing is going from 1080 to USB, and f at full 30 frames per second, and you can do that for ten dollars. You used to be able to buy those those things uh, before the license, I think, ended. They would cost you like um, a shit ton of money. They cost you like a hundred dollars or something like that. Now that the, the now that that's kind of like free market, you know, whatever, it just takes a signal and converts it back down to USB 2.0, and the thing cruises. The thing cruises great. Um, so it takes, the, it's that little thing. You can take whatever, almost whatever camera you have, as long as there's no actual display that, because sometimes that, depending upon the camera, the camera's like options, like the menu button and like a bunch of the other features that you see on the screen, will translate through the HDMI capture dongle and go right into my video feed and it's like oh great fucking can't use that camera but the AX33 doesn't have that issue so for $10 it's a perfect adapter to run two cameras at the same time which is awesome and I could probably run so if I if you have I think I don't know how many you can run I think you can run probably maybe three or four uh, angles I never I've never tried more than two angles so this angle and then an additional angle but I'm assuming if I had uh, other webcams or other video cameras with dongles attached to them I could probably do multiple angles but is he I have a laptop I'm saying I have a laptop and two cheap cameras and a couple of dirt cheap tripods and I'm doing this with a fucking 10 year old microphone and it's, it's, it's just amazing how this technology travels so well travels so well Brought to you by Chobani Pumpkin Spice uh, uh, Creamer for your coffee. I'm dumb loaded up today. But uh, I put whipping cream at the bottom of it. And the whipping cream, basically, if you like whip it for like 10 minutes using like a coffee stirrer, uh, that cream starts to get pretty solid. And it's pretty cool. It gets, it's like a more, just a different texture. Sometimes you want a little different texture in your coffee. And then I added the Chobani Creamer, raised up the coffee, threw a bunch of fucking... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, cinnamon. Sprinkled a bunch, like a big layer of cinnamon on there, and then just for the hell of it, threw a bunch of whipped cream, and I made it like this really like ridiculous cafe, uh, uh, cafe banger here. Hmm. Anyways, that being said, um, I wanted to do two things. I wanted to talk about a Bill Ackman article, and I've been kind of mentioning it to people, you know, here and there, but I actually want to address it on the podcast. Um, and then I wanted to get some Q&A here now that we're doing the Off The Grid podcast. Uh, and then we'll see how the daylight... Um, curious, because it's what time is it? It's about 4... 4... 4.40? Is that right? 4.40? 4.40? 4.40. Yeah, that's perfect. 4.40. 4.40. Yeah, I'm a little excited. Anyways, so with the whole Israel-Palestine... Excuse me, Israel-Hamas war. Let's get it right. Israel's not at war with Gaza. Israel is at war with... Hamas. Okay, they are they. I mean, we'll be honest. Okay, they are their main goal is to take out Hamas. All right, and I'm not talking about sides and stuff like that here. I mean, obviously, if you dig into my past, you'll probably get a better idea of, you know, who I, you know, kind of rooting for. I mean, I'm kind of rooting for this thing to end at the end of the day. All right, because uh, a few too many wars starting to perk up here right now, and I don't think the United States is. Um, playing innocent in all this if you fucking catch my drift but um so israel is at war with hamas a um jew hating organization in the gaza strip 
And after there was an attack, obviously, Israel said, fuck it. And they deployed, they deployed the IDF, who I don't think is in their best state right now. And they're essentially going to go in there and try to take out Hamas and just wipe them off the grid. And then most likely absorb Gaza into the state of Israel. I'm pretty much, that's pretty much what's going to, that's their plan. We'll see if that works out. Um, and then there was a shit ton of protests. There's protests all over the world, uh, or seemingly all over the world. There was death in some of the more liberal cities, you know, which cities are generally liberal anyways. There was these mass protests, supposedly, like more than a thousand people protesting. Um, Harvard, the students of Harvard, not all the students, but apparently they signed a petition um, basically blaming Israel. So let me read the article. This is from the New York Post. So obviously from the Post, you're going to lean a little one way. But uh, this is the best way I can describe the facts as it is. And then Bill Ackman had a response to it. And then we can get to who Bill Ackman is. So Bill Ackman has doubled down. So the uh, – all right. Let's get to – yeah. So Bill Ackman obviously doubled down on denying jobs to Harvard students who signed an anti-Israel letter. So being anti-Israel means that you're anti-Zionist. The uh, you are against the occupation of uh, the occupation and the existence of a Jewish state, the state of Israel. Okay, and that is a history lesson of all history lessons. It is the beginning of time, the beginning of language, the beginning of religion, the beginning of humanity itself stems from this religion. So they signed this anti-Israel petition, and you have to think about it. You got to have some balls. We're going to call it that, depending upon your gender or how you identify, uh, to go to Harvard, one of the most expensive schools in the country. God knowing what your fucking uh, college student loan is going to look like at the end of all of it, and expect that these big boys uh, at BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard and Liberty Mutual are going to sign you for a job, knowing that AI is around the corner to do your job. And you don't seem quite cooperative. You're going to work at a bank? There's a lot of Jews in the, who run those banks. Your boss is probably going to be one. And you attend Harvard only to talk shit about him? Smart fucking plan. First thing you should do when you get hired? Shit on your boss. So Bill Ackman has uh, said that he wanted to push companies to refuse employment opportunities. Now, you can agree with or disagree with this. And... Uh, Vivek, Vivek, who's running for president, Ramaswamy, says there's problems with this. So he takes issue with it and probably has some valid points. But we'll continue on with the article. Refuse employment opportunities to Harvard students who signed a letter blaming Israel for Hamas's violent attack that killed more than 1,200 people over the weekend. Now, the attack, essentially, they were there was like a peace rave. They were having like a big old party and a bunch of these Hamas people like paratrooped, you know, par they para-jumped into the fucking into the rave and took them all and i think killed them all the hedge fund billionaire the hedge fund billionaire who founded pershing square capital management held his ground after a law student slammed him for harassment in response to the social media post on x in which he demanded a list of the signatories of the controversial letter quote if i were if if you were managing a business, would you hire someone who blamed the despicable violent acts of terrorist group on the victims? Ackman wrote on X, also Twitter, early Thursday. Quote, I don't think so. Would you hire, quote, would you hire someone who was a member of, the, of a school club who issued a statement blaming lynchings by the KKK on their victims? Ackman wrote, I don't think so. It is not harassment to seek to understand the character of the candidates that you are considering for employment, Ackman said. Ackman added. <clears throat> at least a dozen business executives endorsed Ackman's call. Now, I'm going to find give you an idea who they are because we want full context to all this. Oh, shit. Um, sorry about that. Let me click on that and open. I don't have an external monitor, so I'm going to just read it to you. Sorry, you're not going to be able to see this. Um, at least a dozen business executives endorsed Ackman's call for Harvard to publish lists bearing the names of the members of the 34 groups that initially attached their names to the letter that was circulated over the weekend. Now understand, um, Harvard, so he, he endorsed Ackman's call to a letter, a member of a group. Okay, I had a point and then I completely lost it. So I guess we're just gonna continue on. 
Um, who oh who were the dozen a dozen CEOs? Um, let's see here. Okay, at least a dozen business executives endorsed Bill Ackman's call to refuse hire of student groups at, at Harvard that signed on a letter, blah, blah, blah. Jonathan Newman, the CEO of Salad Chain Sweetgreen, was among them. Um, I would like to know so I never know to hire these people. Quote, I would like to know so I never ne know never to hire these people, Newman wrote in response to Ackman's post on X. Quote, same, David Duell, CEO of healthcare services firm Easy Health. Um... Who else? Late Tuesday, blah, blah, blah. Late Tuesday, 17 other Harvard groups joined around 500 faculty and staff and 3,000 others signing a counterstatement attacking the other group's letter. Completely wrong and deeply offensive, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, let's see. A third letter from 160 faculty members also ripped Harvard's response to the scandal, writing that it can be seen as nothing less than condoning the mass murder of civilians based only on their nationality. Uh, okay, so let's get back to the original article here. All right, still former uh, Treasury former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, a Harvard alum who said he was sickened by his alma mater's failure to explicitly condemn Hamas in the wake of the student group's letter, told Bloomberg News that Ackman was getting a bit carried away in his push to list the names of the group members. Okay, the letter was issued six hours after the attacks. Summers told, told Bloomberg News, quote, many in the groups had no idea where uh, that there was going to be a letter. Some, I'm sure, were naive and stupid. That's a valid point because it's like you write a letter, you know, when you're in fucking college, you think you know everything. The truth is when you're in college, you don't know shit. You don't know shit from fuck. You don't know fuck from shit. You don't know hell or high water. You don't know dick from ass. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. Just understand something. If you're in college, look at my face. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you are in college, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're a fucking idiot. You are a full-blown retard. You know nothing that's going on in the world. You have literally just learned how to wipe your ass just a few years prior. Okay? You don't even know how to do your own laundry. You know nothing of the real world. Shut your fucking mouth and actually take it from somebody who's made all of the mistakes you're about to make and thankfully has none of the debt to show to show for it. So listen to me because I can at least give you an idea to tell you to listen to people older than you because they might know something you don't. Because the only people you actually, from the way I've seen you act, you actually listen to the mainstream narrative where you think is being rebellious as you are you're going to an institution listening to an institution getting indoctrinated into an institution to work for a big institution you are not rebels you are not woke you're just dumb so listen so after that friendly statement please listen to what i have to tell you so the letter was issued six hours after the attack summer told bloomberg many in the group said no idea that there was going to be a letter some sure were naive and stupid which means that, look, if you were to look back on this, if you were one of the people who wrote these letters and be like, this is where you go, that was my first mistake. That was my first mistake. This is my first time um, doing this. So this is, you know, this is my first time ever you know, thinking that I knew, I thought what I was doing was the right thing or was trying to be part of the group. Remember, remember that? Remember in college? Remember in high school? You thought you were part of the group? You thought you were super cool? You remember that? You had your cool car. You had your 1998 Volkswagen Jetta with one broken hubcap. Everybody had Jettas, so you had to get one too. Knowing fully well that full, knowing fully well that any girl that drove a Volkswagen back when she in her early twenties was a fucking psycho. We all know it. Don't deny it. But you thought you were cool. You wanted a cool car. You wanted to fit in. You wanted to do everybody. You wanted to go to the parties that everybody was go, was going to. You wanted to hang out with the group that everybody was hanging with. You wanted to eat the same food, wear the same makeup, the same clothes. You still hang out with any of those people? Then think about that. Where'd those people end up? Did you end up leaving town? Do you realize that the vast majority of my high school never left 
the region that they graduated from. Sure, they maybe moved from one town or another, but they're all there. They're all still doing the same shit. Some moved to Vermont. Whoopty fucking do that. In my opinion, that's like a step backwards. Some stayed in their hometown. It's fine. But there was no risk taken. Some of them took risks. Some of them moved uh, to Europe for a little bit or moved across country. Went into modeling or photography. You know? But the idea is those aren't your people. Those aren't your people. That's being part of the group, no different in college. Because you lose, the first thing that happens in high school when you go to college is you lose all those people you were trying to be cool with. Now you got to find a whole group of coolness. But no, you don't. No, you don't. People knew right away when I went, so I obviously went to school in New England. You know what they hate in New England? Jews and Yankees fans. Guess what I was? Both. They really hate Jews, but it was obviously another way of saying I'm an outsider, which is fine. But they knew the very moment I walked in there that that's exactly what I was. They knew I was, they knew I was from Jewish ancestry, and they knew right away that I was a Yankees fan. Okay? And they, and you know what? They made fun of me. They, uh, um, you know, tried to avoid me, wanted nothing to do with me, trashed on me. You know what ended up in my last like year, semester of them? I was part of that entire group. Because I didn't try not to be who I actually was. You try to be who you are. You try to be like, this is who I am. If you don't like it, fuck off. Now, was I there to get an education? Obviously not. That was the worst decision I ever fucking made, was going to college. Above and beyond any of the women I ever dated. But it, I mean, monetarily, horrible decision. But being part of the group, like if they all signed a petition saying we hate Jews, and whether I was Jewish or not, irrelevant. If I did it, like, yeah, I fucking hate them too. Fuck them. Like, you look back on it, and it was like, was that even a good idea? If they all, you know, if I had a girlfriend in high school, a girlfriend in college, and it's like, oh, I'm going to move to where she is, we're going to go to the same college, or we're going to, uh, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. And... Are you moving ahead for your own benefit at that young of an age? You're not even—you're not 25. Your fucking head hasn't been fully formed yet. You still got soft, pot, soft spots in your brain. So, I understand when Summer says, you know, many of the many in the groups had no idea there was going to be a letter. Some, I'm sure, were naive and stupid. Well, guess what? So was I. Even though I told them, "Hey, I am this and I am that." But I was still naive and stupid. You know? I threw a 30-pack of Bud Light out the window because I didn't want to get caught by the RAs. Landed in the snow. I almost fell off a roof. I didn't know anything about convertibles back then. I didn't realize that they leaked. There was a big rainstorm one night. My Chevy Cavalier. I went to go open it up. There was fucking... It was a fish pond. There was a fish pond in my goddamn car. I didn't know. I could have taken better care of it. I didn't know. I'm smarter now. I'm way smarter now. So I'm sure some or many of them. I would assume many. I would assume that I would assume the majority of these idiots who wrote. First of all, you're an idiot for going to Harvard and not being like a law a law professional or medical professional. If you're just going to Harvard, Harvard. If you're going to Harvard to get a, a, a generic bullshit degree, you're a fucking moron. Maybe you'll learn. Maybe it's an expensive lesson for you. Might be too expensive. Some were naive and stupid. I'm sure more than some were naive and stupid. And will probably regret this. But somebody needs to tell them the consequences of their actions can be severe. And you know what? Bill Ackman is well within his right, in my opinion, to say, hey, if you're going to sign something that talks about an entire state and says they're a piece of shit, you understand that's that can be made public, and I can basic and you know what I they, he can say to Harvard because I'm sure he's a donor of some kind that hey I'm no longer hey Harvard release those names or we're never going to hire people with a Harvard degree. He can say that. 
He can say that, and there's nothing wrong with it. You can disagree with it, but he can say that. Now let me move on here. I'm, I'm, I'm ranting. Oh, that's right. It's my podcast. I can rant all I want. Uh, Jason Furman, an economic e- economist who worked in the Obama administration and who is a professor at Harvard, seconded summer sentiment saying that two wrongs don't make a right. Well, I'm not here to debate whether or not it's wrong, although I'll probably randomly say it later. Quote, publishing lists of students and personal information under the headings terrorist, genocidal murder, and anti-Semite is wrong. Well, I don't know if he said that he was going to publish them under this list. They are supporting something. They're not – don't label them. Just understand that they signed this letter and then take it from there. Don't put labels on them. Publishing lists of students and personal blah, 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 is just wrong in any circumstance, especially when many of the people named have nothing to do with the statement. Yeah, but they did sign a letter saying that they support it. Whether you knew or not what you were, what you were doing, I'm pretty sure you know. When you sign something, you know what you're signing. Okay? It's pretty straightforward, especially if it's written by a college student. Um, okay. Jason Furman also continues on with saying, oh, this is pretty cool, actually. Um, okay, Furman wrote, and nothing to do with the statement. If you are celebrating the killing of children, the elderly, etc., that's just, if that's not just reprehensible. It's akin to a direct threat and punishable. If your view is the colonized can do no wrong or saying it would be okay for them to slaughter Israelis or Jews or anyone on our campus. But two wrongs do not make a right. Publishing lists of students and personal information under the headings terrorist, genocidal murderer, and anti-Semite is just wrong in any circumstance, and especially when many of the names, many of the people named, had nothing to do with the statement. The backlash prompted at least three of the, at least the backlash prompted at least four of the groups to renounce their affiliation with the letter and remove their names. Okay. Ackman's response came hours after doxing after a doxing truck drove around the campus of Harvard University with digital billboards that display the names and photos of students who allegedly signed the letter. Mohini Tangri, a Harvard Law student, criticized Ackman's call on Wednesday, insisting that the members of the student organizations, quote, had no idea, had no say in whether their organizations signed the letter. Okay, so if the organization, so say you belong to like a fraternity or a certain group, I don't know, a study group, and then all of a sudden, the lead, the head of the study group says, "We condemn Israel," or, you know, kill the fucking Jews. But you happen to be part of that group. You're like, I- "I'm part of this group, but I didn't sign that fucking letter." Okay, well, time to leave that group. If your group is about that, and you're not a part of that group, just like I said, when you're back in high school, they're jumping off a bridge. You don't need to as well. Leave the group. Skedaddles. They had no no say in whether the org organization signed the letter. Okay, well, it said three, uh, at least four of the groups renounced their affiliation. Okay, well, who who in the group originally signed that letter, and who in the group renounced their affiliation with the letter and removed their names? It's a good question to ask. I want to know those people. I actually want to hire those people who. Or at least interview those people that said, um, this was a really bad idea, or maybe I should leave this group, or we had no idea that this is... Those are the people you want to talk to. Because those are the people who you can actually reason with. Those people understand that there's consequences to your actions. When you put your name on something. Those are the people that actually still have a brain that's still going to develop. The other fucks, the, the other fucking idiots, there's not much you can do with. Those fucktards are screwed. But the ones who changed their minds or recanted might be some value to them. Um, some advice for students. Bill Ackman. If an organization of which you... Of, okay. Bill Ackman continues. Some advice for students. And he wrote this. If an organization, which why I'm reading it, uh, of which you are a member of, puts out a public statement you disagree with, you have a few choices. You can... Stay silent and have the entire world conclude that you stand by the statement. Ooh, more. Show more. Do I have to go to Twitter to do it? Oh, I hope it gives me all that. Not now. Sweet. Okay, this is exactly... 
You can stay silent and have the entire world conclude that you stand by the statement, convince the other members of the group to withdraw, or otherwise modify the statement so that it can re reflect the views of all members. Or you can resign in protest. Claiming that you had no involvement or knowledge of the statement, but remaining a member of the organization without it, without it withdrawing the statement is perhaps the worst of the alternatives, as it appears to simply be an attempt to avoid accountability while continuing to be a member of the organization. If you were managing a business, would you hire someone who blamed the despicable violent acts of terrorist groups on the victims? I don't think so. I'm going to repeat what he said because it's the whole thing he said. Would you hire someone who is a member of the school club who issued a statement blaming lynchings by the KKK on their victims? I don't think so. Would you not want them to be associated at your law firm? Would you want them to be an associate at your law firm? Of course not. It is not harassment to seek to understand the character of the candidates that you are considering for employment. In fact, as CEO, it is your obligation to do so on behalf of all the other employees in your company, the clients and the customers it serves, and all of your other stakeholders. I have heard that the above inquiry has made some members of the groups which put out the statement feel unsafe, a word that is sadly overused in universities today. <laughs> Whew, that's a blow. Um, Ask yourself how unsafe it would feel in Israel beginning Saturday early morning and how unsafe it feels now. Ask yourself how unsafe your Jewish classmates feel when 32 clubs publish a statement assigning sole responsibility for the heinous deathly acts of terrorists to Israel and the Jews. Experience is a... This is where he, I like what he says. Experience is making mistakes and learning from them. If you have made a mistake, acknowledge it and immediately correct your mistake in actions. Public statements made by organizations of which you are a member can have material negative impact on your reputation. I have learned from experience that the best time to fix a mistake is now. That's fucking brilliant. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant statement right there at the end. Basically what I just said. Um, only he's smarter and has a lot more money. Um, so, and then Mo, uh, Mohini Tangri, who we just mentioned, I'm a Harvard Law student, so I know many, many of the members had no say in whether their organization signed either letter. Many weren't even notified that their organizations were considering doing so. No need for this level of harassment. Um, Bill, no, that, 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 no, there's no need for that level of harassment. No, you, these, this is a fucking wake-up call. If you're going to stand, if you are, if your name is signed to something and you didn't, and it wasn't your intent to be on that act, on that statement, you need to address it immediately. Because you're essentially being labeled as something that maybe you're not. <clears throat> so, Mohini Tangri, I like, here's what, I unequivocally, I unequivocally condemn the horrific acts of violence against innocent civilians that Hamas committed this weekend. My heart goes out to all those who are grieving for their loved ones. I did not sign this letter. It does not reflect my beliefs. I am also not a board member of any organizations that signed this letter. I only made this post to provide additional context. Nice. So, there you go. Um, many yeah, blah, blah, the Hamas come in this weekend. Are no need for this she wrote that no, there's no need for this level of harassment. She wrote that to Bill Ackman. And Ackman responded. He shot down that argument in a tweet that offered some advice for, quote, some advice for students. If an organization of which you are, which you are a member puts out a public statement you disagree with, you have a few choices, Ackman wrote. <clears throat> um, you can blah, 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 blah. You can resign in protest. So... Um, Claiming that you had a no involvement, Ackman rejected. So he defended the, and he defended his demand for businesses to refuse to hire participating students. Ackman rejected that. He the calls to name the students made them feel unsafe. Public, well, ask yourself how unsafe it feels. Blah blah blah. Israel Saturday morning and how safe feels now. Public statements made by organizations which you remember can have a material negative impact on your reputation. I have learned from experience. Blah 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 blah. blah. Okay, so this was the letter that was written. A joint statement by Harvard um, Palestinian solidarity groups on the situation in Palestine. We, the undersigned student organizations, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Today's events did not occur in a vacuum. For the last two decades, millions of Palestinians in Gaza have been forced to live in an open-air prison. Israelis call... Now, if you want to... 
hear about like the terrible things that have been going on in the Gaza Strip and how is Israel um, or you know Benjamin Netanyahu and all that other stuff have been obviously has some ties to all this heinous shit. Um, there's a website called The Gray Zone. Um, you know, I think it's Max Schellenberger. He does some pretty good reporting over there. But they're like boots on the ground for oh, some time, some period of time. They have some validity. There's validity. But, you know, if you want to get a full context of that's part of the history that is Israel. But it's more than just the gray zone. This stems back before Christ. That's how far this bullshit stems back. <coughs> Palestinians in Gaza have no shelter. So... Excuse me. For the last two decades, millions of Palestinians in Gaza have been forced to live in an open-air prison. Israeli officials promised to open the, quote, open the gates of hell, and the massacres in Gaza have already commenced. Palestinians in Gaza have no shelters for refugee and nowhere to escape. In the coming days, Palestinians will be forced to bear the full brunt of Israel's violence. That's not completely true. As far as what Israel gave them, um, warning that this was going to happen and that you need to leave immediately. Uh, Hamas a lot of the times forces their victims to stay. It's quite difficult. In Egypt, Egypt is not allowing refugees. Um, so, well, anyways, we'll continue because there's always everything I say has more weight and more more to it than its blanket statement. Everything in this region, everything that's going on, everything that's happening, has so much weight behind it. There's so much more to it. It is it is a gray. This is not a black and white scenario. This is a nightmare. The apartheid regime is the only one to blame. Israel violent only one to blame. Israel violence has structured every aspect of Palestinian existence for 75 years, from system, system, uh, systematized land seizures to routine airstrikes, arbitrary detentions to military checkpoints, and enforcement and enforced family separations to targeted killings. Palestinians have been forced to live in a state of death, both slow and sudden. Today, the Palestinian ordeal enters an uncharted territory. The coming days will require a firm stand against Israel retaliation. We call on the Harvard community to take action to stop the ongoing annihilation of Palestinians. Harvard College Pakistani Student Association, Divinity School Muslim, Harvard Middle Eastern North African, Harvard Muslim Law, uh, South Asian Law Students, Society of Arab Students. There's a shit ton of like, there's a whole list of them. Um, they're essentially saying that the Israeli state is 100% um, responsible for everything that's transpired for all the death in the region so they're basically black and white they're like i told you a gray scenario and in a gray scenario they're choosing black and white so um as far as what we've already discussed like look being part of a group means that some of your decision making is being taken away and it's not it's not a smart plan not a smart plan on your part if you are part of a group if you're part of a business you work for a company that makes dumb decisions or people in the organization that are above you make dumb decisions if it is in your best interest to call them out and say hey you're making pretty stupid fucking decisions and it's really hurting my credibility as a person who's just trying to make it in the world you need to um, strongly consider your next actions, otherwise I can't be a part of this. And by the time you actually think about making a statement like that, you're probably already one foot out the door anyways. So being prepared for people to do stupid shit is the best individual actions you can have to make uh, abilities to make in life. Um, so if you have all these organizations, I mean, think about it. Let's just say they got... Let me look. Let me read. Let me okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Let's see, twenty, thirty. Okay, so it's forty organizations. How many people are in each organization? Let's say thirty. So what is what's? Uh, I will just say thirty. Okay. So let's see. If you've got a uh, a hiring pool, a very strict hiring pool of the best people so 30 times 40 is 1200 students so you have 1200 students who are now whether they chose to or not 
have, have signed something condemning the Jewish state and blaming them for everything that's wrong, you know, essentially in the world. You know, people refuse to blame themselves, so they automatically blame others. And that's how sociopathy starts. That is the definition of it. I mean, essentially. Blaming others before you blame yourself for the problems. So, to think about this is, if you've got 1,200 students, and you've got an applicant pool uh, of, so many of so many people that you want to hire from, if you've got 1,200 people out there who are showing poor choice of words, poor decision-making, think every scenario is black and white, if you're a place that runs by calculator and accounting and uh, you know real strong consideration of thought these are not the people you want for your working for your company i'll be perfectly honest with you if you've got 10 applicants all right 10 applicants for two positions and six of them have an extremely have have done something or signed something extremely egregious in your viewpoint they don't, that don't share the values of your company. Look, you have every right not to hire them. People do. People hire. I mean, do you call it discriminatory? I don't know. The fact is, is it's like this is somebody. They they've said something. They have a statement they stand by. People make stupid decisions all the time, but there's no uh, there's no accountability. Like, yeah, I signed myself to it. Well, well, why? Why should I sign you um, above all these other people that you know they went to school, they kept their mouth shut. For all the mistakes that we can find about them, they seem to have uh, presented themselves in a pretty professional or honest or wholesome or valued manner. These are the people that we think can grow at the company. You know, you, however, signed a letter. You want to? You sign, You sent us your your resume and cover letter and everything, and. There's also so here's your resume, here's your cover letter, and here's your signature, um, basically condemning the Jewish state and blaming all the problems that are happening in that region on the Jews. So this isn't actually your resume. This is actually your resume. This isn't your cover letter. This is your cover letter. We know more about you through your signature on this document than we do through this cover letter, which you probably just fucking scrolled online, and this resume, which was probably built built for you by chat GPT. So why would we hire you when we've got all these other applicants here? It's not a statement. It's not a statement. So, I mean, I'm sure that somebody would have a, uh, somebody has a better argument or a more, well, no, just has a better thought to all this than I do. And they're, like I said in the beginning, this is not a black and white scenario. This is a fucking nightmare that it started at the beginning of time. That pits essentially the roots of two different religions. I don't know if you say against each other, but in the same region. A region that's been, that Jews have been, you know, birthed, that, that were birthed to, kicked out of, came back, kicked out again, occupied, slaughtered forced to spread out and then come back then finally recognized then conflicted with it's a fucking mess quite frankly if you ask me I'd say get them all out of there and send them to Baja California we'll just basically cut that strip off and say here you go Mexico here's some money this is Israel now Baja California is now Baja Israel you know it, it's not black and white so there is a really good um there's an interesting podcast. Obviously, there's people like Sam Harris and Eric Wine. I mean, pretty much every Jew has an opinion about this. I mean, there's a lot of... This is one that has been debated black and white since the beginning of time. Literally. And it will continue to be. You know, Andrew Tate being uh, of, of Islamic faith, you know, supposedly, supposedly criticizing Jordan Peterson for supporting Israel because... Jordan Peterson did part of his tour in Israel. There, there's a lot to this. At the end of the day, I support a state with borders and a path to move forward, regardless of your race or religion or creed. And at that point, you have a decision to make. Do you want to live in a state 
with a government that is supposedly trying to put itself together. I don't know if I normally, I don't mean, there's a lot of, I don't know, I mean, first of all, Israel was on the brink of civil war before this happened because of the shit that was going on with their government. So they were already on the brink of something crazy and now they're on, and now they're essentially at war with a terrorist organization. Now I will not kid you. Hamas is a terrorist organization. What they do is terrorism. That's what they do. Okay. You killed people who were, at the end of the day, you did not target soldiers. You did not target politicians. You slaughtered innocent women and children. People who had who were not carrying guns. Okay. Oh, they were gonna. They were forced to join the IDF. I, I, well, yeah, that's that's Israel. That's their policy. So, as far as the United States being there, it's like, it's like first of all, I mean, we send them money, we give them monetary policy for the Iron Dome. I mean, that one you're gonna have to debate among yourselves. I don't like what that. I don't like that we're there. I understand we helped put them there after the Brits left. The Brits created Palestine, essentially. We helped create the state of Israel. Um, we're there. But then again, so are the Chinese. This is becoming a larger theater, and that scares the shit out of me. It could end up being nothing. Um, or it could be no more than it already is. We'll see. This is going to take a long time. It could get worse. It's scaring the market. It's scaring people. And it's and it's cutting to a root that has been there for a very long time. Now, would I urge Jewish people to take caution? Yes, I would. I absolutely would. I'd be a fool to think not. Understand that if you have any display of your faith or your your ethnicity you know understand that this however this goes this could be turned on you um i mean back in world war 2 there was open anti-semitism in our own government you know uh we'll get through it We'll have to. You don't have a choice. You have to get through it. You have to get through it and understand that... Don't. First of all, if you're a college student, don't fucking sign anything. I guess I would bring it back to this. If you're a college student, you're a high school student, okay? Or if you're a member of an organization, nobody else is responsible for you than you. No one else. You are the person who is responsible for you. All right? You see marches, don't be a part of them. You see letters being passed around, don't sign them. You need to be in, right now, the most important thing you could be in all this turmoil is an individual. You can, you are allowed to have your own opinions and thoughts, but understand, there's a lot of history behind this. There's a lot of reading to do. There's a lot of reading that you need to do before you open your mouth. There's a lot of stuff out there. I strongly suggest that you read it. I strongly suggest you look at the history, listen to a lot of people's viewpoints, and come up with your own conclusion. But don't be parroting whatever group think is out there. Because you're only going to dig a hole for yourself. And people apparently, when it comes to doubling down on doing stupid shit, they're doing it in fucking spades lately. Mm. Anyways, we're at 48 minutes. Um, if you don't like my opinion too fucking bad... <laughs> I've tried to be as neutral as I can in this situation, given the fact that uh, in my own family there has been actual threats against part of my family. Um, and, you know, they did what they had to do with it. But I'm like, hey, whatever, you know. We're Jews. We can, we can be annoying. We are. We complain a lot. Whatever. No reason to it's no reason to round us up and throw us on a train. No reason to fucking paratroop into a rave festival and kill everyone. There's no reason for that. It's unnecessary. 
I guess you love. I guess we'll we'll close it up with this. If you don't like your neighbor, move. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can uh, find me on Rumble, the video version of this podcast, available on Rumble at positive sarcasm. Um, like, subscribe, share, donate, positive sarcasm.com slash donate. Any amounts appreciated. Go ahead, check out my website, all things PS related. You can email me. You can hit me up there on my website. This is downloadable and streamable directly on my website. But if you want to get it through your through your podcast app, you know, podcast addict, uh, uh, you know, fucking Apple podcast. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, pod, like I said, Podcast Addict. That's all available to you as well. So if you want to listen to the audio version, it's available there, downloadable and streamable, and on my website. But the video version, exclusively on positive. And uh, oh, you know what? Also, Substack. Audio version is also on Substack. So if you're a Substackaroo, go ahead there. It's on there too. Uh, but Rumble's positive sarcasm. Anyways, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. Subscribing. And I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here off the grid. This has been a positive sarcasm preview.